Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week, Dennis and I bring you the goods as we talk the most anticipated accessory release of the year, the 2022 Chicago Pinball Expo. Getting my hands on James Bond 007, Magic Girl, and Queen, as well as discussing homebrews, how the script was flipped on autism. Dennis's trending popularity, the 2022 Twippies, pinball market trends, and gaining new friends. There's also a bit about applesauce for those into that kind of stuff, but welcome to episode 115 of The Pinball Show. Hearing electricity can't compare to what I feel when I'm with you, oh baby. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's Pinball with personality. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Pinball Show. Sorry for the voice. A little horse. The pony Dennis. <laughs> it's Dennis Creasel and I here on the Pinball Show, episode 115, post expo. Dennis, where in the hell were you at? I was not there. Mm. I was at peace. I actually had a work conference up oh. right up against. This is not why I didn't go to expo, but I'm using it as a nice, convenient shield. Okay. Because right. uh, I had, yeah, last week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I had my annual meeting and I was at another organization's annual conference, which we kind of piggyback on. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm glad I'm not going to two conferences in a week. Expo is notoriously, uh, I was like, uh, now I'm doing the, allow myself to introduce myself. (laughs) Expo is notoriously known. I don't like saying it like that, but Expo is notoriously known as like the worst of the big shows. So, and I went last year and I hated it. Oh. Hated it. Zach, there's nothing to do. It was a lot different. I heard that there were a lot of changes coming in and I did receive feedback from people about, sounds like the... Maybe not for the vendors, but uh, for a lot of the attendees, the change in the hours so that you weren't just cut into the cut off into mm-hmm. the free play area for vast portions of the show did make a big difference. So People I heard did good, like that. That extended I did hear times. That. Yes, I heard the vendors weren't big fans of the fact that now they're charging for electricity. Oh, that's a thing. I did. That we'll my talk spies, about. my spies, tell me about that. Man, you got good spies. And uh, my my sources indicate that the tournament area was moved. I don't think anyone really had a problem with where the tournament area was like logistically yeah it looked nice it was in a big conference room where you know all the competitive people hung out and stayed i seen them eh, here and there tom, uh, tom graff or travis murray would would come out into the vendor hall before going back in but uh yeah most of the turtles stayed in that shell over there mm-hmm. i guess you survived it so congratulations i survived my back survived my voice somewhat shaky uh, but overall it was a very successful expo. A lot, a lot mm. better. They, it was, it was what I, I don't think it's derogatory, but I, I would call the year 2022 for Chicago Pinball Expo, Texas Light. Okay. So it was, it was uh, formatted in a very similar Texas Pinball Festival uh, manner. Not as hosed elbows as people say as Texas is. 
where you're... Texas is crowded, overly crowded. Yeah, you're almost waiting in line just to get to different parts of the vendor areas. But Mm -hmm. So it was spread out. It was nice. I think even more can go in in the following years. They're honing in on what needs to be done uh, for future years. I don't know if having the show open till 2 a.m. into Sunday morning makes sense. Uh, because most of us vendors were breaking down at 11 30 12 o'clock we're like no we've been on our feet since 10 a.m i think we're good but uh, and the electricity thing was a smack in the face after being told that the internet was going to cost fifteen hundred dollars a day for five <laughs> megabytes oh gosh everyone laughed at that and said piss off so i was like okay no internet we get a hot spot that's fine we set it all up and damned if somebody didn't say I mean, this is my big downside of Expo. Everything else was great. They said, uh, hey, you want to go check in over there, uh, the electricity? And I was like, okay, I guess they just want to know what we're running for their data, maybe? I don't know. So Nicole went over there, and she came back. She was like, uh, sweetie, they're charging us for electricity here? And I'm like, what? What do you mean they're charging for electricity? Yeah, every booth has to pay for electricity, and there's watts, and there's... there's I, and I giggled and I said, okay, um, tell them that at the pinball electronics show, we will actually need electricity. So sign us up. And that bill was about $300. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, conferences gouge left and right. But yeah, well, I, they sure I'm they just do. a little, given the, you know, given the general need, almost universal need for tables to go ahead and have electricity for phone charging at the low end to running <laughs> pinball machines at the high end. I'm just a little surprised that wasn't embedded into the initial vendor price package. I did go back and look, and it should have been, because Expo is almost like the internet thing where you ask about it and they're like, oh, that's, you know, it's a secondary company. That's part of, you know, you need to talk to them. We have nothing to do with that. And I'm like, well, you kind of do though. Uh, so I went back and looked and you can see a, there is a line. And of course I didn't pay attention to it because it says electricity not provided. So I didn't think that, like, I didn't think I'd have to run my own okay, line so, from So there. it was, so yeah. they did declare it. Okay. Yeah, it was in there. It was in there. <laughs> okay. The lesson learned, lesson learned. And Expo in Texas, uh, just for those who actually care, booth-wise for vendors, they are the priciest of the booths because of the large metropolitan areas and the size of the shows I would anticipate. So, um, so we're used to paying a little bit more per booth rental uh in those in those arenas but yeah wasn't expecting electricity so with electricity it makes it the most expensive place to be a vendor uh in the pinball industry for a dedicated pinball show pinball arcade show uh by by a a long shot Mm, interesting are those 10 by 10 booths or what's the size the standards are 10 by 10 Uh, flipping out did a 30 by 10 including tpn so oh we're back though, Dennis. Yeah. And we, there was a Craig Bobby sighting at the Chicago Pinball. Oh, Expo. really? First time I've met him in person, felt like a brother. He was truly one of the highlights of the entire show for me because he's fucking Craig Bobby. He was great. He truly is a great soul and a great human being. I enjoyed spending time with him, uh, but I think he's probably, he had a lot of fun. So he's probably recovering. I don't think we have a top stories from him right now. I don't, uh, I don't anticipate that happening. And thank you, Dennis, for doing this wild, off-the-cuff, late recording session with me during your work time period breaks. Thank you for doing that. You lucked out this, this week. I usually am uh, driving at this time. 
Yeah, and usually you're you're a man of principle, and you don't like changing those times if you don't have to. I like I like consistency. I like consistency. Yeah, once the train leaves the depot, I, I'm shit out of luck. What do you want to talk about, Dennis? What are we going to jump into? Well, you know, well, let's wait a little bit uh, in terms of going over Pinball Expo because okay, obviously okay. Uh, there's a lot of. Well, I don't know if I'd consider it strong news, but there's a lot of news that sort of is related to Pinball Expo. But I think the big announcement that's happened since the last time we recorded is actually a topper of all things. Oh, you know, as much as it it would pain me to say that. Uh, So many people ask me about. Of course they did, because you're the topper king, trademark pending, all rights reserved. Yeah, this last week, the timing of Stern is so impeccable. I'm not saying that. sarcastically <laughs> what is you know what uh, oh, uh, yeah I was, i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt Shit. here as as the listeners know i'm often fond of interrupting you so what is going on with stern right now zach it's so weird like uh. everything you know the the impeccability as you've noted <laughs> i have never seen such precision out of them oh, in my entire man. time in this hobby this is just like Two years we've waited for this Toddlers thing. have taken over the, uh, the the market. I don't get it. It's weird. They're they're there's like they're tripping over each other's feet and they're fighting <laughs> over their their milk. Who's gonna get the milk? And I'm just like this is uh, what's going what's going on? So Zach, what's uh, going on? Tell, li- explain the impeccability. Timeline for me was we have been taking not pre-orders but an interested list a very interested interested list of people for the last nearly two years uh, spanning over a hundred different customers wanting a mandalorian topper if it comes out we didn't know pricing we didn't know we sure as hell didn't know timeline we know that licensing was a hang-up for a substantial portion of time we also know that stern pinball has announced and has been struggling getting parts for the dedicated toppers whether it be an iron maiden rerun a mandalorian a godzilla rush whatever it may be so i thought to myself right before going to expo i'll take my paperwork with me because i'm a physical paperwork kind of guy it's just how it worked and i have a big stack of those interested parties for a mandalorian topper and it was it was cramping my style in my stern backpack so i pulled those all out and i put them on my desk i don't need those it's a mandalorian topper 30 minutes into our drive my phone starts going ding ding Mm. ding 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 now were you driving or was driving or was nicole driving at this point i was driving Okay. And I'm just trying I'm trying to have a visual yeah. picture. I'm driving and I'm like, okay, I'm like fucking Kermit the Frog here. Moving right along and I'm going <laughs> to the fucking expo, right? Moving right along in search of good times and good And I get these dings and I'm like, oh shit. What did Kaneda <laughs> what did oh, Kaneda do to threaten me? That's the first thing week? you thought of. Wow. That's usually what I do. Oh god, what how did he how did he try to take out my business? Uh, so I look at my phone. And I see the video preview of this. Hey, did you check out this topper? I want one. And it was the video promotion by Stern Pinball for Star Wars The Mandalorian Topper. I thought, great. Oh, shit. That's wonderful, uh, Stern. So, no, dealers didn't get a heads up on this one. They just, we've waited a couple of years. I saw the video, I guess, after. A lot of people saw the video. Um, Nicole was watching it as I was driving. And then we get an email saying, hey, here's what we're selling. We're going to start making these in November. You're going to get an initial allotment run of them, which, again, I was driving. She was reading. I freaked out because I'm like, what do you mean I'm going to get an allotment? I'm the topper king. I, I, I got 100 people. You can't give me an allotment. <laughs> I am the allotment. Yeah. I'm driving this damn market. What do you mean? And uh, 
so I make calls to Stern and all of that. And they're like, chill out. No, it's just the first run. We're going to make more. In April? <clears throat> we don't know. <laughs> that was the other thing. That's know. a callback. We don't know. It also came with a, so we were not prepared to say the least. Stern didn't have us uh, official photos. So I was like, Nicole, sweetie, I'm sorry. We're going to have to pull off. You're going to have to drive. I have to now find a way to get this on the website, start marketing it. Stuff that I would probably do prior to. Uh, mm. They have no official photos, so I'm, I'm, I'm snapshotting pictures from the video so that I have something <laughs> for the website and cropping it and cleaning it. <laughs> this is my life. My fucking life. Yes. <sighs> yeah. all, all, all the while, this topper is $1,999 plus shipping. And I'm balancing that, that, uh, those messages as well. Their fucking mind. I'm gonna spend two thousand on a topper. They're crazy. They've lost it. And I'm responding to these people, customers. I can understand your frustration. <laughs> this is a lot of money on the topper. I want to fill a wizard mode. I gotta get this for a wizard mode. Uh, so I'm doing that, taking orders, cropping pictures from a YouTube video. I, I will say shortly after, within you know half an hour, an hour. We did get official pictures, so I was able to update those. So the story is, we get a Mandalorian topper, and we get one hell of a topper. Is it the Black Knight topper killer? We'll have to wait and see. There are a lot of things to discuss on this topper, one being the price. That's the one that's it's big. I'm a stern dealer, but even I'm like, okay, that's a lot of money for a pinball topper, an accessory, right? Uh, Yes. Okay. Even though we know that some of these toppers, which are not even close to being this fucking cool, are selling on the secondary market way over two thousand. So they're finding their they're finding the price uh, and trying to figure it out. This is not a limited topper, listener. This is a uh, I think an open ended you know run what they want. So we're not looking at the Star Wars R two D two limited edition topper. Beep boop beep boop. Visually, the topper itself spans the entirety of the back box, or the majority of that, and it looks as if you're in the cockpit of that Razor Crest uh, vehicle. Is it a vehicle if it flies? Yeah, ship. Okay, ship. So ships fly, but vehicles don't. <laughs> so weird. Well, no, it's a a vessel. I, mean, I think you know. I think vehicles okay too, if you want to call it that. You can't call it an airplane, though, right? I uh, does it. It's a spaceship. No. What's the difference between a spaceship and an airplane? One goes into space. <laughs> oh, spaceship. I didn't call it a space plane, Zach. Spaceship. So it's the Razor Crest. Lego movie quote. The big thing here is it's using a 3D holographic display in vivid color. And then the also, so we get that uh, it's, um, Pepper's Ghosts or whatever, the, the Ghostbusters, Octo Goggles, the Pinball 2000. That the hologram thing. The reflective thing. Looks like the image is floating. So we get that. So the rumors over the last, I don't know, year or so were true. We get a holographic effect here. I also get new gameplay features, including Mandalorian Madness, which is a an embedded mini wizard mode. Uh-oh. DLC-ish? Yeah. I mean, kind of like the Jurassic Park topper. Mm-hmm. Until later, they ran it on Insider Connected. For yeah, well, we don't talk about that because it, it has no point to the argument we're That's making. Right. And then they also have Beskar Bonanza, a progressive mode that awards all upgrades in the foundry. 
Mm. Okay. Well, you're going to need a lot of Beskar to get this topper, so that's <laughs> fitting. We're going to need a bigger Beskar wallet. I was able to hang out with my buddy Dwight Sullivan, who designed, programmed. He was. This was a big project for him that he'd been working on, which I appreciate. Because there are some titles that come out, listener, that the toppers are not designed by any of the creators or they're just, you know, if there's a coder around or somebody codes it, somebody does the light show integration, et cetera. He was very well invested into this topper and wanted it to be one of the greatest ever. So much so that that's why you see that code integration so deep. I think I looked at this thing. It has more RGB lighting than the actual game itself which was pretty cool. <laughs> it has uh, spatial objects within uh, th- within the topper that makes it look 3D, even the physical items within that cockpit. It's, it's, it's a fucking beauty. It really is a gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful topper. There's no one that can, that can argue that. The holographic 3D effect in person, they had four to six of these at Expo. It works superbly. It is a beautiful, beautiful topper, and it's a functional, what I'd call an interactive functional topper. It is doing something. It is giving you information that may be readily available within the menu system or or, or the screen of the main LCD, but things come up there that are helpful. Not to the player per se, because you're not going to look up there unless you trap up, uh, but to bystanders uh, and such. It even has a competition mode that will display all four scores, I think Dwight said, at the same time. So if this game is being used in competition, it has its topper, or even loosely competition. If you're playing with buddies or something, you can more easily see maybe the scores and stuff up there. So he was giddy, hung out with him at the Flippin' Out Expo tailgate party. We'll talk about that. Um, And then he gave me a personal walkthrough at Expo of this topper and all of its features. It's badass. But wait, there's more, Dennis. Not only if you buy this topper, but if you then integrate it with the Insider connected on your Mandalorian machine, there's more features that open up, which is probably a first with Stern Pinball. The player's username and icon will be up there. They'll display the player's lifetime encounter. Uh, Mini playfield accuracy percentage pops up there whenever you're Insider connected. That's pretty cool. Lifetime Beskar collected for all games played while you're logged into that. Just stuff like that information up there. If we go back to the progressive Beskar Bonanza, Dwight was like a kid in a candy store on this one. So it displays your Beskar that you're gaining throughout the game. And this is progressive across all players. And this is set almost like a, um, a slot machine progressive where you see it at all times, but it's going to take maybe two, 300 games in order to achieve this Beskar, the progressive mode that is going to give you all the foundry items. I found that really clever. It's a novelty. It's a, again, this topper enables then the user something else to kind of look forward to. What do you think about a progressive mode that's, or a progressive achievement or reward that spans that far out? Yeah, I. It seems it seems awfully far to me. Okay. Given that, I think part of I don't know. It is I mean, a obviously, large achievement, though. You're getting every foundry item immediately. Right, right, right. You know, I, I get it. I get why the decision was to pace it out that far. And I mean, 
So homeowner, homeowners are the ones that are going to invest in this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, 200 plus plays is a lot of plays. I, I don't know. I mean, what it wouldn't you, been my decision to do, but what do you think about the topper enabling a mini wizard mode that can only be reached with the purchase of this topper? It's a great way to sell toppers. <laughs> That's true. Visually. Did you see the, the promo video of this? Product? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It looks cool. I yeah. mean, Okay. I don't I don't think there are going to be very many people that will look at this and go, you know what? This looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the price? It's high, obviously. It is I, high. I if I owned a Mandalorian, I would not be in the market for it, this okay. topper. Even though I think it's even though extremely you have a ceiling cool. that can handle it. Let's just assume I did. Let's assume I had mm-hmm. the space and had the game and had the premium premium or an LE already even. So like I'm a total Mando and it's just like, no, at $2,000 for an add-on, I I mean, I've never even considered $1,000 for an add-on. I, I just wouldn't do it. I'm not surprised they went 2000 here because if they are struggling to get parts for accessories such as this, it makes sense that they're going this high up because they see secondary prices on like Beatles toppers or things that are substantially less complex as this product. And what happens if you can't build products fast enough? We've seen it from manufacturers. You increase that price. You've called it more than anyone I've heard, Dennis, saying, hey, if you can't make them fast enough uh, and you're pissing off people, raise that price so that you can slow down some of that production and catch up. Do you think that's what they may be doing here? Or do you think just with the licensing and everything like that, $2,000 was going to have to be regardless if they sold one or 10,000. Right. Well, I, part of, I do think part of it's probably trying to deflate a little bit of the air out of the secondary market. I don't, I don't think this is necessarily to try and deal with the issue that we've discussed about uh, difficulty in getting parts, even though they've been transparent about that aspect Given that they, you know, the other way they could deal with that is something that they've done before, R2-D2 topper as a case in point, and actually put a firm limit on the topper, Mm. which would have helped, quote unquote, justify the pricing. And they've chosen not to do that. So that's another thing that undermines the secondary pricing is they're basically threatening to continue to build these forever. So given that, and I don't think once the supply chain issues are resolved that this price goes down Mm, (laughs) i mean it would upset the initial buyers anyway even though we know with other in other industries it is not unusual for an older product to start to see price cuts as time goes by but saying all that aside i just think that a lot of it's probably driven by the complexity behind it the depth of the code the time investment that you mentioned dwight has done coupled with the visual spectacle of it i think those two things combined are where they're deriving the price from i don't Mm -hmm. think they're doing it based off of the supply issue yeah because these are new animations you got to get chuck ernst and the team to be doing that as well and you make a lot of really great points i'll also say that when stern released the star wars r2d2 topper and they did put the ellie on that and they did have at that time an elevated price compared to their other products i think that price was somewhat reflective of licensing and the uh, the limited nature of that product which is why they did limit it hey if we limit this then we can push the price up to this point it's a limited product so I think they learned from that and said, oh, oh, well, people are going to pay this regardless of its limited nature. They kind of shot themselves in the foot limiting that product because if you asked Stern Pinball and they were being completely honest with you, they would love to make more R2-D2 toppers, but they can't. Mm. 
So uh, I think they learned their lesson there and they were like, you know what? We're going to put a price tag on it that we need to, that makes sense for us and our distribution network. And we're not going to, we don't need to limit it because they're selling and they're going to sell. The non-limit also could help with the supply issue. So that rather than them necessarily adjusting the price to try and combat getting mm-hmm. a whole surge of orders because they're putting the price really high. I could see more so that they would take the strategy of saying, okay, well, we're going to really stress that this isn't limited because we know instances, you and I know, Zach, of instances Mm -hmm. where people like have gone and bought the Black Knight topper and they don't have a Black Knight, but they're so worried they won't be able to find the topper that they're buying it preemptively (laughs) in the hopes of eventually getting a game used down the line. This avoids the need for that. Stern's basically saying, if you want to get a Mandalorian topper, don't fret. We're going to be doing these for Mm -hmm. a long time. So they don't, yeah. there's not this people that don't have the Mando right now don't need to feel like, oh, I got to buy the topper right away. Cause I'll never get it. If I don't, the first run's the only run that's been the stern topper way. Logically you're right. But for some reason, people are still kind of doing that. I'm getting so many messages, man. that are like, Hey, do you have any of the toppers left? I don't want to miss out on this top. And I think they are a little bit gun shy because stern has, when it comes to toppers, all of a sudden they're like, no, we're not making those anymore. And you're like, what? There was no last call. There was no, what do you mean? You're not making, nope, we're just not making those anymore. Now, do you think those messages you're getting are from people that don't own Mandalorian or do you, yes. I mean, Mandalorian yes. was a big seller. Yeah. They are people, the majority is people, Hey, I'm kind of interested in that game, but I don't want to miss out on this topper. Um, mm. Do you think I like need to buy it? Like what's, what's the deal there? Um, okay. I've well, just, and in which case, then if it was what I thought, which was Stern trying, saying all this to try and prevent a run on them, <laughs> Uh, then it's not working. The other thing that Stern is doing, and I don't know if this is out of necessity or if this is a marketing thing, but when they, they're giving allotments for a first run in November. Now, these allotments, and this is a personal a personal number based on my business, but I can say that the allotment that we're receiving for our first run, quote-unquote, uh, we're going to receive a lot more than maybe somebody that doesn't buy as many toppers, but it's... Uh, one third of what our overall order would be. So percentage wise, not, not bad, but still I'm getting, I'm spending a lot of time saying, you know, answering people. Am I in the first run? If not, I need mm. to find it elsewhere. Oh yeah. It's the first run. Cause then they got to, as you noted, they got to hunt. They got to, they got to call every distro. Yeah, yeah. So that's tough uh, because yeah, those toppers are long gone. The thing that surprised me, I, saw this and i was like oh fuck this is this is badass all the topper nuts out there are gonna go nuts like me even with a two thousand dollar price tag it is what it is um but it'll be a moderate seller you know um the the game itself has kind of softened interest wise those games are not flying off the shelves like they were and that's a pretty normal thing whenever a game comes out it softens over the course of time just like any other title will Mostly any other title will. So that didn't surprise me if I didn't get as many. Dennis, this topper has sold better than other manufacturers' games. I've sold so many of these damn toppers or pre-sold so many of these damn toppers that I'm left kind of in awe of the response of a $2,000 topper from a game that was released over a year ago. I'm beyond, uh, I'm, I'm happy of course, but I'm, I'm very shocked. Hmm. I'm not too surprised. It is very, I mean, to a lot of people looking at it and again, visually and the quote unquote DLC that's coming along with it, 
does seem to be the most advanced of any manufacturer-related topper that I'm aware of. Mm. So it's just a step up is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's a step – obviously, it's a step up in price, but it's a step up visually because uh, w- we all know the case in point, the the manu- pinball manufacturer's best regarded topper in the history of toppers is the Black Knight Sword of Rage topper. Arguably. But, uh, I, yes, I, that's what I'm arguing. Okay. And But now – uh, this I think this will probably displace that, mm. and because of the integration, the the holographic effect just visually is more interesting in and of itself. Coupled with the expanded code, yeah. you know, the Beskar Madness, which you've one. also you've also got the the you know the score stuff and all the other displays, the lifetime stat. It's just it's doing a lot more than telling you you don't know how to play. That fantastic point. It may not be the visual animatronics that people always longed for. But yes, it's, it's man, it's, it's, it's battling. It's apples and oranges, almost the style of these two toppers we're t- discussing, but it was made to be the black Knight topper killer and whether it succeeded, we'll see. But, um, I've sold, I've probably sold more Mando toppers than I did black Knight toppers. Maybe that's a title thing. I also was told that Mandalorian have sold a lot of units. The game mm. itself have sold a lot. A, I'm saying a lot of units. Yeah, no. It, well, it's a that is a super hot license, mm-hmm. and I think you know, as unfair as it was, a lot of people I think were more receptive to the layout and how different it looked from Brian Eddy than his Stranger Things layout. So I think that some people that were kind of like, oh, I don't want to see you know the same thing we've been see you know I don't want to see the Attack from Mars Brian Eddy. I mm-hmm. want to see the I want to see something like the Shadow Brian. And of course. Mando isn't that, but it's also not. It's also not like medieval medicine attack from Mars. Sure. I, there were just a lot of things. I honestly thought that Mandalorian was going to be game of the year until Godzilla came out. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, and we, uh, that's not that's not going to happen. We still haven't seen that topper. We still haven't seen a Rush topper. We still haven't seen a James Bond topper. I don't know what to make of all of it. We sold a shitload of them. We continue to sell a lot of these. I don't know when the second run's going to be. If I had to guess. Second run production of these toppers for Mandalorian will probably fall into 2023, uh, Q1 of 2023. That's what that's what I would I'm going to guess. guess Q2. Oh, start of Q2, April. Aren't you a Q- April 2023? Aren't you a QT? April, fucking April again. Just saying. When those when those Bond pros are going. I'm just. I'm not, hey, look. Uh, I'm only, I only report the facts, except when I report the opinion, and this is in the opinion realm. So. Oh my god! Also from Stern Pinball, there's been code updates for Godzilla and Rush, both now at V1.01. I need to turn my Godzilla on and install it. Then that's right. I haven't played it in two weeks. Oh, busy, busy. I'm a busy little bee. So you said, Zach, that the Mando Topper was at Expo. What else happened at Expo? So that was kind of one of the big releases at the Chicago Pinball Expo. We rolled into Wednesday, kind of setting up the booth, and we jumped over to the Flippin' Out Expo Tailgate Party, hosted by Bill Webb and Steve Beatty, Courtney Bowman. They're the, the stream team for us every Monday-ish night uh, on Flippin' Out Twitch stream. I can't thank them enough for setting this all up. They always have... Pinball creators, designers, coders there. They bring, BD has a nice, you know, a nice collection of 20 plus pinball machines in a heated garage. They got the the big trailer full of the TVs and the music and the bratwurst and the hot dogs and cheeseburger. It is a damn great time. And they did that uh, 
They did that all for the pinball people. It was a blast. And I get to hang out with Dwight. I get to hang out with Jerry, like some of my favorite Stern people, Jerry Thompson, um, Eric Minier from JJP, Peter Dorn, Kiefer, some Keith Johnson. Did you get to hang out with anyone you hate? Anyone I hate? Um, no. You know what? No. Uh, no. No, I didn't hate anyone there. That was, so it was, it was nice. Can't say thank you enough. And then we rolled into the, the show and the big, you know, everybody wanted to know about James Bond, 007. Got my hands on that. The pro and the mm. premium. Only put how's, how's, how, how's the code looking? Well, so I will say that uh, the highlight was the shots. It shot really good. You see what I'm doing there? <laughs> yeah. Well, the shots look, I did catch the tail end of the dead flip uh, gameplay reveal stream and mm-hmm. the shots. Yeah. They looked kind of like we thought from the photos. They looked fun. Oh yeah. They um, did have that stern stream. I forgot. I, we, yeah. But, and this is just my opinion and, and the opinion though of others that I, you know, saw more of the mm-hmm. game than me were kind of like a, why are they showing it in this code state? And there was some speculation that, well, maybe the code would be updated by expo. That was, yeah, that's interesting. I, you know how it is when you go to the shows, you can't hear, you're not really going to get into the game much. So yeah, I'm not savvy enough to be able to pick up on that code. So it's hard for me to say, um, but I did go back and watch that, uh, that reveal Stern stream and the code did seem very bare. It seemed very bare. Um, And so that's probably the same way at the, at the expo. I was starting multi-ball starting modes they didn't have the one ball no okay. bird they didn't have that, like no, the no, that was what we normal. call what, what we call european rules <laughs> baby's <laughs> where, first multi-ball yeah. where we let you do one ball walk and get that's right ball. so i no, i so that was that seemed very normal uh there was plenty of animations there's plenty of video clips the animations that kind of stuck out to me i was like oh this that looks really good i, I like the style they're going with there it was just a clean game so yeah, I think it's going to be a, a big hit for them. Uh, in, in person, the cabinets looked really good. The art looked really good. There was no complaints there. Maybe not as beautiful as we would like, but yeah, they look cool. Uh, and it shot fun. It shot really, really damn good, especially the right side of the play field. That missile one area, it's fine, um, especially on the premium. It's nice because you at least have some ball locking going up there. But feeding that third flipper was done so on multiple shots. So I can appreciate that. So anytime you hit that missile, it is feeding that upper flipper for an additional shot. The only thing I didn't really like about the layout, I thought it was going to be that side ramp shot. That thing was fine. It was smooth as hell. Is the little creature pit. So uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's the left side under the third flipper. Oh, where the like the diver thing is? Yes, yes. Okay. So yes. that was just, it was kind of weird because you hit it in there and I guess maybe code's not because it would, when it kicks it out, it kicks it out to the same spot, which is the stand up target in front of that tank. But then you're really out of control. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't even want to go in there uh, unless points are there, unless progress is there. But now the, the code did seem like it's going to lend itself to multiple stacking opportunities. That's one thing that stood out to me, whether they were coded in there, in there or not. I thought, damn, okay you're going to be having three or four things going on at, at the same time on this game, which a lot of people, a lot of hobbyists love. Okay. Interesting. Diamond, diamond spinner shot was awesome. Left orbit was freaking awesome. It flows really good. We'll have to see. I, I dude, I, until I get that. And that's what I told, I told George Gomez, who was I telling that to? I need to get it home. Same thing with like all these other games. I played queen uh, magic girl. I won't get that at home. 
but I can't tell anything on these games until I sit down by myself and actually get some good play on them. Hmm. So yeah, I'm not very, I'm not a very good reporter. Are I? No, but you used a lot of words to get us to the same place of nothingness that we started at. It's stern. It shoots phenomenally. If you like James Bond, it's a no brainer. Well, you mentioned magic girl. So <gasps> did you get an opportunity to play the working magic girl? That was another big highlight of this pinball expo. Whoa. It was some say it was the only reason to go to expo. Who in the hell said that? I rumors are this are rumors, so they may be okay, totally okay. untrue. Okay. Rumors are that Magic Girl was the highlight of the show. It was a highlight for a lot of people because that that kept a line. Granted, it was only one machine, but it kept a line the entire show. It was kind of roped off to by itself, isolated as much as you can isolate within that uh, within that show floor. But it always had a line on it. I did step in a line to play with some buddies and and uh, with my other buddy Bug from spooky pinball he and i kicked around some magic girl um and it worked well yeah but they said it was working i don't that's know. why it's there well but i wasn't expecting <laughs> well. it worked it was real they weren't lying yeah but okay so i i told people they were like oh it works i'm like it works ish oh i don't know if it's working in the intended design fashion that that it was created you know uh they did some workarounds because mm. John Papaduke's design and engineering was incomplete. So they, they filled in the blanks and it didn't crash per se, or it, it didn't get hung up in spots where there was just no engineering or design capable of doing what it's supposed to be. They fixed all those mm. issues. The animated code and stuff. When I, when I watched on stream looked bare, those were cleaned up a little bit. It was a John Papaduke game. That's what it was. It, it played like Toten and Circus Voltaire, for better or worse. Okay. A lot of plastic. A lot okay. of plastic. So would you have been more comfortable if they had said instead of calling it a, a working magic girl, that it was a functional magic girl? I think that would be more accurate. Okay. Well, yeah. would they be did more their best. I would say that uh, the perception or the feedback that I received talking to people that played magic girl, all of them said whether it's true or not, all of them said the same thing first. They all said probably the most beautiful pinball machine ever made. They all said that. Then they went into, okay, well, how does it play? How does it, in rules-wise, 90s, Bally Williams rules, probably a little less than that because of the holes that were left in the code initially and them trying to fix that. It plays just like a John Papadook game. So my fucking idiot ass liked it of course because you're a huge j-pop fan and i feel i suspect you still think he yep i still you know and i may be wrong you can correct me because you're on the show obviously but i've often suspected you still would like a manufacturer to give him another chance that i can publicly say they would be ignorant and stupid to ever give that man another chance to design a pinball machine even as much as i like his designs or his team's designs when he was on them no unequivocally no if you want to have an unsuccessful business that goes into the fucking hole go ahead and hire him i did and the reason i'm strong on that dennis and i will not say the manufacturer but there was a manufacturer that was trying to pitch me i don't know if they were playing devil's advocate they were trying to pitch me the idea that maybe they could make it work John Popovich, that is. <laughs> and that was my I, response. I said, if a, you if you want to fucking uh, go bankrupt, then yeah, you you should do it. Because you're you're actually doing good right now. 
So yeah. Oh, so this is an established manufacturer. This is a manufacturer that has made at least one machine. Okay. And I said, no, what the fuck are you like? uh, I don't, maybe they were just trying to get me fired up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, well, I don't want to read too much into it. It's, but I, pinball is full of, let's say confident, very confident individuals are off, especially at a lot of the manufacturers. Uh, And I would say to a fault. Uh, because I think that pinball is essentially a, a, you know, and I mean this in the most optimistic, fun way, almost a barren wasteland of manufacturing failures. So that they would all think that they could do it doesn't surprise me. But we've mm-hmm. seen people trip over less large boulders than mm-hmm. this. So, I you know, it strategically doesn't seem like it's worth the risk. And there were some shots in there that, I mean, I just, I really liked the style and the design of that game. I did. And... I didn't get to enable the mid-level Twilight Zone magnets. Uh, what do they call that in Twilight Zone? The um, oh, the power? The power. So the, he has designed something very reminiscent to that mid-play field where you get it in a vuck and it goes up to the top thing. I didn't get to see that work because I just simply didn't get that far into it. But it locked balls physically. It released them upon multi-ball. I played it. I thought it shot like a John Papaduke, which I enjoy. I like it. It was a fucking sp- Spectre to look at. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Even that stupid, goofy-ass cabinet that John Papa Duke did with the whole Zidware thing, that was a good design concept. It really works and still looks like very much a pinball machine. I hate sitting here talking positive about it, but I'm just being honest. It, no, honesty is all we can ask it for. It works in a lot of ways. That's all the listeners want. It worked, but the reason I've lost all faith and hope in anything John Papa Duke moving forward is because of that shit that was Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland. Mm. That was all him, Dennis, and that Mm. was fucking atrocious. I could have designed a better, a better (laughs) pinball machine, and I am, I'm, I have no experience designing anything. That was trash, and I never played it. Some people liked it. There's no way. If you no, liked, I, I knew one no person way. liked it. I remember hearing them because they were a pinball media person. There was nothing in there to shoot. It, 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 I lost all my faith in John Papaduke on that release. Mm. Well, that's sort of sad. It makes me sad. Uh, let's get fired it up. It doesn't. I'm not, I'm not sad. I don't care. Um, pinball Brothers made a big Yeah, showing. so they had Queen there, you said. They had a number of Aliens LVs. Ooh, that's a pretty <laughs> machine. Damn. Oh, I, you know, I so wish I liked how Alien played because it's one of my favorite themes, but oh, that's I just a, don't. That's a good point we'll discuss right now. They did have two Queen machines. The Queen machines are a standard body, not a wide body. And Pinball Brothers, damn it. Such a, and I've talked to them for a long extended period of time. The two actual Pinball Brothers were there. Oh, one they of, were there. They were there. Uh, okay. One of their, the, so yeah, they, and they are very nice, nice people, and um, they seem normalish ish. <laughs> what does this mean? Because I can't. I, can't, uh, here's I thought the thing. they were going to be like aliens, man. I meet some weird people in pinball, especially some of the manufacturers that make bad decisions at times. So I'm, I'm always anticipating. Like when I see a lot of bad decisions coming from a company, I anticipate the person making those bad decisions are are off a bit. So okay. they were normal-ish. And I say ish because I didn't spend enough time with them to... They well, didn't. then you don't know. Maybe they're really weird. 
And you just didn't, didn't get to experience it. pretty good at picking it. up some red flags early no, on. No, they, maybe they've learned to wear those masks. Well, they, if they can mask me, then I'll give them credit. I mean, okay. You're, you're a bit rusty. I mean, you've, been, no, you, no. you've become a, a pinball salesperson. No, person. this was a going to a pinball expo. Whew, that was a good, that was a good uh, refresher course right there. Very good refresher course. But uh, no, they were nice. They're, I think one of their sons was there. His name is Simon. He he was I give Simon some credit. He was so so into the the company that he was a good spokesperson. He was very well versed into the code, into the mechanisms. So he was explaining things. Okay, so I'm assuming he's older then. Yeah, he was. I would guess probably in his twenties. Okay, I'm uh, sorry. When you uh, I have no context. So when you said it, I just imagined a five year old going like, around like telling you how maybe you could go and fix your Deadpool in your booth. Freddie Mercury rocks. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Play another one bites the dust. I remember hearing all these songs on Teen Bop, Kid Bop, whatever it's called, Kid Bop. The the here's the here's the issue with Pinball Brothers being at the show, and this is the ish part of it. What, what's the ish? They're they, normal. They you said they're normal. To show these Queen games that were physically fully functional. Okay. Every mech worked. Every shot worked. Everything worked. Like but, Magic Girl. But the code was problematic and they even said that they even told people the code is buggy the code so is they were glitchy. honest they were honest but they were like hey to let you know you know this thing has crashed a couple times we're having to reset it or hey we don't have that enabled because it it caused a crash earlier so we disabled the uh like the kickback the ball cape so they were honest but the code was a bit messy so why i don't know why even bring it if you're going to give the first impression, a hands-on experience for people potentially buying this product, that was the only issue I had, uh, not only as an enthusiast, but one that carries and sells these products. I'm like, why are we doing it? It was set on two ball, which, again, I don't know if that was a decision be, to get people moving because it was kind of a Probably. Hard... That's that's pretty typical uh, from other manufacturers that I've heard as well at yeah. shows. So I, eh. JJP's done that. So that was weird. That was really weird. Huh. Um, well, but I mean, Stern's out, you know, showing James Bond and its code's pretty, I mean, I guess not needing resets, yeah, but basic. It, it was, the, I would probably guess that it made that code set look complete. And didn't this happen at um, that Aussie show with the uh, Spinal Tap game? Like it was crashing. Oh, I don't know. Cause I, I do not. Was that there? That. I, was Spinal no, Tap there? No, I didn't see it. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. Hmm. So Queen overall, that code was messy as shit that's too bad here's the thing that again damn it of course people are going to call me a shill it was still fun man it was I, still fun i Whoa. went look i went back i played this more than bond dude I played this more that's because there was Girl. no line because it kept I crashing this, man i went back in line four or five times to play this i don't know if it's because that was a two ball thing and it left me hungry but it shot really well really really well it shot better than alien and maybe that's just the wide body standard body thing the wide body is going to hurt alien yeah it shot phenomenally well especially given the design elements in it a lot of stand-up targets a lot of drop targets drop targets blocking shots which i'm okay with but when that's kind of all you have eh. an upper play field that was uh, more stand-up targets (laughs) like i don't know it just shot really well very smooth 
That's the number one thing, the feedback I gave them. I said the one big surprising thing to me is how smooth this game shoots. Like that little uh, that little faux vuck that pops it up through the, the you know what I'm talking about? Not it, really, It no. pops it up through the ramp flap, and then it comes back down. It looks really odd. That worked phenomenally. The, the orbits were freaking buttery. The right shot that then turns into a wire form, m- maybe the best feeling of any shot similar to that with other games. The music was awesome. Even if it was the live stuff, it was phenomenal. It got me toe-tapping. It got me playing. It wanted, I wanted to come back for more and to see what... I didn't play much of the upper play field, though, and that's okay because there's not really much up there. Um, the physical magnet diverter in the back for multi-ball... It all freaking worked. That was kind of my takeaway of that of the expo. Was like, Queen's actually kind of good. I'm okay with it. I don't know what the code's going to do, but I would own one. I definitely own one. But my caveat to that listener would be: keep in mind, I'm not a big music pen guy at all. I fucking love Queen music. I love, 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 love Queen music. So that helped out immensely. It's not a. I don't think it's going to fly off the shelves. The design's not cool enough. But yeah, that was my little dirty little secret was Queen. Hmm. But now the secret's out. Yeah, and I'll get fucking flamed for it. Whatever. Yeah. Chill, chill, chill. Whatever. But I don't own an alien, and I will own a queen. So I thought you had an alien. I did. It didn't last long. Right, so you owned a, an alien. I owned an alien. I don't know. Like the LV is just gorgeous, but the theme's awesome. It just it was funky shooting. I wish they could have made that into a standard body somehow. So was JJP there? JJP was there. They had a phenomenal booth. Really, really beautiful, spectacular booth. Uh, Stern had a phenomenal booth as well. The big guys were, you know, they held their own. Technologically, one of the prettiest booths in there, if not the best booth. They were smart. I'm going to give a shout-out to Cam Cromwell. They were really smart with what they did. So they had Guns N' Roses. They had the Toy Stories. But they also had like the the crane game or the claw that you could like they they had an interactive booth more so than other people. So you can win the one little aliens if you qualified something to be, play the alien game. They had influencer Gavin Free in. Uh, oh, the slow mo guy. Slow mo guy was there playing and had an, a, a show appearance there and was signing autographs and playing with people. And so that was that was really smart. I've heard rave reviews about the the tour. People mm. really were talking about that tour a lot. So people loved, loved, loved that damn tour, especially with the, I guess, the luxury buses and stuff. So JJP had a really good showing. And a lot of people, I, I did get a lot of people come up. I, this is, I don't know, good or bad, but a lot of people, Dennis, came up and was like, hey, dude, you weren't wrong about Toy Story. Like, it's it's actually a really good game. And I'm like, well, yeah. So I think a lot more people were able to play it. <laughs> They're but, still not going to buy it, Zach. No, well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know if it's a good thing because they came up like, yeah, it's not a total piece of shit. Like, uh, so I don't <laughs> no. know if I was going to sell it, but <laughs> people, I don't know why they came up to me feeling like I'm the, well, that's because I do like the game. I opened up a Toy Story 4 CE that was my own for the show. Mm. Didn't even get to play it yet. I haven't even played my own damn game. So Sad. JJP had a good showing. CGC. Had a normal showing. They had Cactus Canyons. They did have some production LEs there, 
but they still haven't shipped out a production. There were, there were rumors that they might have, but it was only a might. And of course it was a rumor. So who knows that they might've had a new game there, an original game, but they didn't. Yeah. I did hear that rumor. Hmm. They did not. Well, I did, you know, rumors, they're often not true. I tried to poke around. I'm like two things. When are we going to see the Ellie's come from the factory? They told me maybe as early as this week, they may start getting some out. Um, don't hold them to that because it's freaking CGC. And I did hear some rumblings about a new game. Mm, rumble, rumble, rumble. I did hear some rumblings. So I think it's pretty safe to say that we may see something from CGC before the end of the year. That's what okay. I, well, that was another rumor I heard was yeah. that the expo was, was very up in the air, but that there was a lot more confidence that they may reveal at mm-hmm. the end of the year. Yeah. So, so that was cool. American Pinball was there. They had mm. a they had a booth, a bunch of their games. Now was Magic Girl in their booth? It was not. Okay. It was it was within the vicinity, but no, it was not. Magic Girl was by itself. American Pinball, nothing new. No tanks, no lunch boxes. No lunch boxes. <sighs> I mean, there was a there was an opportunity to strike that iron while I, whilst hot, and I, I mean, fear that it may have passed. I told Dave Fix, uh, I said simply, "You're welcome." Uh, GTF. It's like shit, dude. I don't know. We're lobbing you up here, some alley oops. The old media. I still don't think we're going to see it this year. I guess I don't. I uh, based off of some statements, I recall reading it. It sounded like they were positioned to not, and I I really doubt it, especially given they decided to announce that third iteration of Legends of Valhalla, the classic, to replace the <laughs> oh, old yeah. classic, which that is the thing. deluxe, which has replaced uh, the deluxe, boy. which is now the limited deluxe. What I'm sure mess. you recall that discussion. What a mess. Oh, yeah, we got well, you have some feedback. Oh, really? People okay. like that. People like that. I talked to Dave Fix. He was excited. He was Dave Fixy. Um, he's always smiles, always a happy guy. Told me, you know, Stuff's to come and stuff's to come. And we did hear about, uh, they did get Scorbit integration or at least a, mm. a partnership with Scorbit moving forward for American Pinball yeah, Games. I heard online. about that. I heard about uh, Nordman, I guess, at the seminar. They said Nordman, two original titles coming um, from him. So we got GTF rumored. Rumored. Right. GTF. Right. And one of them is going to have a new redesigned cabinet. I think that was probably just because the next one's going to have a new redesigned cabinet. So uh, ideally, maybe both of them will, but but I guess Nordman's still there. I talked to Josh Kugler a lot, ex-employee, Josh Kugler. Oh, really? is he with anyone or is he just really at the show? show? I didn't ask him. Uh, I didn't know. Is that tacky to ask? I guess it would have been appropriate. I, You know what? I don't, I guess it depends if you know someone or not, but. I, you know, professionally, I don't, I, where, with what I work with, we have people who move jobs all the time. So, mm-hmm. but usually stay in the field. So it's not unusual to say, Hey, are you, are you with the state still? Oh, no, no, I, I'm, I'm oh, working okay. for, the, I'm working for a city now. It's like, oh, okay. He was, he was really transparent with me. We had good, good chat. He is very, very much into pinball, loves it, loves it. It's his, his, his passion. He even told now, me about uh, a really cool little Easter egg in Houdini. He was like, Nobody really caught on to it. And sorry, Kugler, but I got to tell people because it's fucking brilliant, like the little details. So, you know, the start button that flashes? Yes. He said nobody had noticed or never said anything. But if you look at the, at the, um, I'll, I'll give this. If you look at the start button flashing for Houdini, it's irregular. 
It's because it's mm. flashing in Morse code. Morse code, yeah, yeah. And he said there's a thing with Houdini and his wife and just, yeah, the guy's passionate. Okay. A lot of good mm. stuff from, now, from him. Now, I think just before the show, the AP lost someone else. They did. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, it was announced that their, I don't know if he's lead tech, but Dave Brennan uh, was their, man, he's so freaking good too. Yeah, that's, what, that's the thing is I, I had a couple of people actually message me like directly and saying, oh, Dave is Dave is leaving at AP. Um, you know, he's really helpful and he knows his stuff. Yeah. He would always make me feel good when a customer's having issues. Like, that's no problem. I'll contact them. We'll, we'll walk through everything until we figure out what's going on. And then if we need a part, I'll walk them through installation of the entire part. Like, that's the kind of tech he was. And I don't know how they lost him because it was his decision to leave mm-hmm. and i think he's going back into an industry familiar to him i, I know and i, I don't want to even talk about why he left because i don't know but that's a big loss in my opinion i know that they got a barry engler that came over from jjp who was originally with american pinball um and he's good but you don't lose dave brennan that that dude was freaking anybody that's got a collection of their own machines of some of the rarest games and he can restore and work on them himself he can figure out an AP game. He can figure out a modern game. I would have snatched him up. Maybe he's too pricey. I don't know. I would have snatched him up if I'm in. I'm manufacturer. Maybe, maybe his old industry. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard any motivations or anything. I maybe his old industry just you know was able to offer him significantly more money. It could be that simple. Yeah, possibly. But I hate to see him go. But he said he'll still be you know, streaming and stuff. I think that he was streaming for part of Buffalo Pinball. Yeah, I thought so. I wasn't. He didn't used to sometimes be on the TurboGrafx stream. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. That's where I think I know him from. Yeah, so fantastic guy. I got to chat with him. There was a Fathom mm. revisited in the Fast. Now you booth. own that though. I haven't unboxed it yet, but I do uh, own it. Still, I still haven't. It's been like over a month. I want to so bad. Not apparently not because I do. it's in the I'm box. Too busy. No, you're not. Make, make Nicole do it. I know. Don't you have like five kids? Have them do it. Oh, that could be a good straight down the middle of it. Blur their faces because we don't want child exploitation. That's okay. I'll exploit my child. Okay. Well, (laughs) blurring off them. Yeah. Have them them say, give them all like each of their own ratchet wrench and say, all right, you guys, I'm going to time you. I'll give them all mermaid fins. Do your, see if do they your, can do it hopping around. Do your, do your, <laughs> I want your two sons to hop into the frame and go, merman, and then hop out, and that's it. Don't drop the game on your torso there, Fletcher. <laughs> well, the Daddy's got a bad back. Well, you can't how, lift it off it look you. like the back box is like pinned to your youngest, and that's he's right. like, and just have him go, beauty is the essence <laughs> of wetness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this could be a lot of fun. I oh, I got the salt no. lung. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Pop, pop, pop. A whole herd of flipping mermaids. That's cool. See, we got to work out this stuff before we unbox things. But man, this pinball machine was gorgeous. It gave me a bony from across the room. I'm like, mm. look at that shit. It's a pretty game. I didn't get to play it though. Didn't play it. Didn't want to wait in line. But who? She was a looker. It looks just like it does in the videos, but that the cabinet is what got me. It's like a different, it's weird. It's like a metallic-y, but it's different than the other manufacturers' metallic-y stuff. That's, that's going to be a winner. You're going to see that game, Dennis, mark my word. You're going to see that game, even if it is expensive as it is. It's like ten grand plus shipping, which is fucking crazy. It's going to go even higher than that. That's always going to be a hot, a hot game, which gives me 
faith that other of these little re- remakes, older games can can work. And speaking of whether a game can work or not, the homebrew section, I visited mm. that. Okay, yeah, I remember last year they had a pretty substantial homebrew section. Okay, so... You know, like eight games or so, I think, last year. There wasn't like. really a big tout for the American Dream. I was going to ask you about that. So, did was there any... Did they? Who no, was the winner? I don't know. Who won? Maybe I don't there heard wasn't who won. I didn't see a banner that said, you know, be the next top model. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Um... Here's what happens when you're in media, Dennis, and you know this all too well. You get in a position where there's an olive branch, and you get in a position where the things are easy, right? Prices are too much money. Homebrewers are great. There's like these little things that if you get behind them, whether you believe them or not, you'll you'll get support from people, right? You know what I'm talking about? I, I think I know where you're coming from. There are easy arguments in pimple. The tougher thing is to tell the truth. Uh-oh. I could come in and say, Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Me. I know. Oh Are you God, telling me Zach. I shouldn't do this? I don't. No, go ahead and do it, because they'll blame you and not oh, me. So shit. I go could, ahead. All I right. could come in here uh, and say, uh, of, you know, of the, let, let me... St- I'm sorry to cut in, I but know I'm not what's sorry. Gonna I'm going to cut in. Let, no, let, me, let, let me position it in a way that's going to get less blowback. Thank you. So, out, how many... Roughly, do you recall how many homebrews were there in the homebrew row or whatever? Uh, at least 12. Okay. Out of those, what percentage were good? I didn't play them all. Out of those, what percentage I, do you think were good? I, I, I looked them all in a different lens because of my own upcoming <laughs> projects. So I was looking very much at details and design and operating systems and i was looking in a different lens specifically i'll say that okay uh and which one of them looked good which one which one of them which one how many looked good what are we going for is good though my point being dennis is that (laughs) i don't know what your point is you won't even answer my my easy question my point being that i I could say that these homebrew people are fantastic. They are the future, all being true. I'm supportive of them. I think it's fucking awesome, and I do. I believe all of this stuff. I'm just saying that a lot of them, eh, like, I don't get it, I guess. I don't get the design, some of it. I don't get the rush. I mean, these some of these things were just so fucking sloppy. Oh, that's where I'm going to get in trouble. Mm, slop. I don't. Well, I like, mean, when you make a homebrew and you work that diligently and you plunge the ball and you shoot a couple shots, if that already sucks, then why are you spending time on anything else until you get that figured out? That's what I'm saying, I guess. Mm. If you can't figure out the plunge or the flippers or just basic places to put a ball, I don't know. Well, maybe they coming don't from someone ignorant that's never designed a pinball machine. Well, so crucify no, 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 let's let's, you know, we'll be fair as you know, well, as we like to be. So they might not be aware. And part of that could be a How? lot of people. Because of, well, all right. Have they never they played are, pinball? Uh, well, what if they play badly? Okay. That's I mean, fine, there are people that but... out there that like champions pub, Zach. Well, and all it is them. is theme. All it is is the best world under glass that we've ever seen, but it's a clunk monster and it's not fun. 
And that's obviously just my opinion, but there are badly, however we might think pinball should play, there are badly existing manufactured versions out there. Here's what I think. I think what happens is with homebrew, especially with anything small, we see this even with small manufacturers, but homebrew even more so. People don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, so they don't actually give honest feedback about okay. what's, what is or isn't true. working. Yeah. And in the designer's head, they might not even be honestly all that focused about the shots. I think a lot of homebrew people get caught on the idea of the theme and how much of the theme they can cram into the game. Mm. And that's what excites them mm. is cramming in every little reference that they can get. And then if it means the game doesn't play very well, that's not the focus. The focus was, oh, you... You love this movie. I'm, I'm trying to think. Let's. I'm trying to think of a movie. I'll use Event Horizons. All right. Let's say I was doing an Event Horizon homebrew because I don't think there's an Event Horizon homebrew that exists. Now I'm like, I'm gonna put in the you know you where Mama we're going. Bear. We don't need eyes to see. And I'm gonna have the 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 folding space drive. And I'm gonna have the weird green light uh, circuit board tunnels. And I'm gonna have the airlock with Mama Bear, Baby Bear. And I'm gonna have the surgery table. And I'm gonna have the explosive linked bridge between the two ships you and like the Nebuchadnezzar. This way too and, much this game or that. And, movie so my point is by the time i've put in just those elements i just rambled off i've already put in too much into the game okay but you could see where if like if i'm like event horizon needs to have a game that that's what you're gonna get i'm just gonna vomit movie all over this thing and i'm gonna fit things in where i can to make it playable but the goal isn't to make it fun the goal is every time you do something, you get that you get that dopamine injection of mm-hmm. remembering yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I think a lot of it is. I and bear in mind, a lot of these people have no desire to be professional designers. That's it's just I a, remind myself. It's just that a project. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's just a project. Just a fun just project for fun. because they can. They figured it out, and yeah. that I'm jealous of because it's a lot more expertise and, and skill and craft than I'll ever have, probably. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'll point out, I think I saw this on Pinside once. It wasn't directed at me or anyone specific, but I remember someone just sort of, I think they were talking about podcasts and they just sort of lamented how there wasn't a coverage of the homebrew scene. And they, and again, I don't listen to all that many people. I've podcasts, heard that so. before too. Yeah. Uh, well, because it's not news. It, I mean, that's why I don't cover it Okay. because the only yeah, time you get it. to experience a homebrew is like at a show mm-hmm. and almost none of them are ever going to be made in production cap- capabilities. So there are groups like on Facebook and stuff. I'm a member of some of them where you can go and relish the the homebrew scene, but the homebrew scene is not, let's not overly elevate it into yeah, something I'm that it's Slack not. Channel. Yeah, I'm with you. It's an, it's an amateur area of people. And there are few within it that might be using that to develop some bona fides to land a job. Perfectly said. It yeah. would be really cool to see a company like American Pinball or Stern go and say and see like what we saw with Scott mm-hmm. with Total Nuclear Annihilation mm-hmm. and be like, that game is so good. It deserves to be made. Mm-hmm. But remember, Scott didn't want to be a permanent designer. He's done one other game on contract. He works for Pinball Life and he loves what he does. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't trying to become a designer. He wasn't shooting for it. And a lot of them, I think, are just doing it for fun. And so that's why I don't feel the desire to judge judge them one way or another. And I've never been overly harsh with any particular homebrew I've played because it's an amateur doing an amateur project for the passion of it. And mm-hmm. I, I, I have no interest in judging it because it's not trying to take someone's money. You articulate it better than I ever could. Thank you. Well, that's what that. I'm here for. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Yeah, I was just, I don't know, just wasn't that impressed. No, I, 
Honestly, maybe my lens I, I, was different than it was. Everyone I uh, that I think I played a few last year, and I was like, they had a lot of them, and I didn't get to play Sonic Spinball, which was like the one everyone was loving on. The ones I played, like all of them, had really cool concept that I liked. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. I didn't have enough time to like take the whole layout and be like. And if I did, I'd probably be like, you know what? Uh, I'd rather you like you have the you have the one cool shot, and then everything else is just kind of like built around it. Well, yeah. yeah. What I thought would be cool is to pick one because there is always one feature on each of these machines. I'm like, Oh shit, that is super, super clever. But mm-hmm. to take one, at least one element from all of those 12 or 15 or however many were there. And then to put them in a game, like let's work as a team. All of you guys work as a team to create one, but that's a more interesting idea to me. Cause there's some great creative minds there, but uh, individually, it's a tall task to create uh, create a pinball machine. And I was more impressed with, there was like this uh, original design, maybe pinball machine in the fast booth that was right by, sorry, listener, I don't know what the name of it was, but it was right by Fathom. That was impressive to me. I'm like, this could actually, that layout could do something. Very classic, uh, single level. That was, hmm. a, that was a cool game. It wasn't the... It wasn't the Norse one, was it? No, I did see the, was it like Norse gods, Greek gods or something like that? Oh, well, he, he has that. I I don't know if anyone's built it yet, but that, uh, and I'll mispronounce it because it's a French thing. It's like Ch- Champs Elise, Elise the, the cycling one that he did oh, as, as a the, true uh, street level, a, a true premier style street level. The, the, the Norse one. Yeah. 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 No, that. Yeah. I, okay. I, I didn't think, think anyone had now. built it yet. I think, I think he's been working on actually making one, but oh, you know, see, he released all the plans cool. and stuff. I but was, of course he's a professional designer. So I really wanted to highlight that fast booth because mm. they have come a long way. And if I was jumping into homebrew stuff, I think I'd focus there. They had a whole, the whole lineup of games that were running off of the fast board, even games that we've, that we know well. Uh, the manufactured games that were still running off of fast software. And I was thoroughly impressed with that booth and with what they are doing, uh, what they're doing in pinball. I, I think that's a, that's an up and coming riser. It's already big in our industry, but that's one to look out for there, that company. Yeah, it was, I mean, historically like, because without taking old boards and doing something with a existing older board set mm-hmm. there i've only really been aware of two major options multimorphic of course has their has their p rock p3 rock mm-hmm. boards yep. which is what a lot of homebrewers turn to and then i'd also heard this was years ago that some people were using fast and doing the fast board stuff and i think fast is starting to get more uh general public attention now that they have that arrangement with planetary and so so many of the like uh rudy's nightmare kits and stuff are using fast so mm-hmm. i think more and more people are seeing and fathom revisited using fast and so like i think a lot of people are now seeing oh yeah you can do stuff with it like modern stuff with yeah, it and i don't yeah. know if people ever really thought about it much because again uh and maybe it was just the, the circles i run in like i i know more people that had worked with uh p-rock stuff so yeah 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 just very interesting. I thought also interesting and oddly, a lot of the expo had a like a video game section or an arcade section bigger than I thought it ever would be, even with vendors selling used video games and stuff. Hmm. They had a in the well, I I can't remember they they had a fairly big in the free play area last year, like console game setup. Like they okay. were, I wonder mm-hmm. if they were doing tournaments or something. Um, and that was here again this year, but because everything was blended within one another, maybe, maybe that was surprising because it was sectioned off more so in a, in a, in a corner. I mean, 
strategically, it could make sense if they were trying to up the foot traffic mm-hmm. to put more of a video game focus because the broader public is more familiar with video games, especially yeah. home video games, not arcade. Uh, also, like uh, maybe trying to get more stuff on the floor and Might just saying, you know, yeah. you can bring this stuff in and, and earn a pass or whatever. I, again, I don't know. This is all speculation, but yeah, and it was it was odd because I'm like, this isn't MGC. You know, this is Pinball Expo. This isn't a gaming mm. classic. This isn't a, but mm, interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised that they would do much on the home video game. For arcade, makes a little more sense because mm-hmm. they were often in tandem with you know operators usually routed both yes. arcade and pinball yeah, together. Distributors but, sell both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but and they uh, did have that. Chris Minier at Kingpin had all the raw thrill stuff. So mm. that was that was uh, different and fun too. They had the flip out tournament. I didn't. I don't know much about it. I don't know who won because I was traveling and everybody seemed to be having fun in the flip out tournament. Good whole. job, winners. Yeah, sorry, we, sorry we, guys. We, 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 no, we praised them. Flipping the script on autism happened. Oh, yeah. That was a big event. That was a lot lot to talk about there. A lot of people uh, a lot of people donated. Thank you to all of those people who donated and took time to donate items such as yourself, Dennis. Thank you. Uh, your Creaso clone shirt went for then that. I got bid on and won and went for good money. Did it go for more than that sheet music? The sheet music really did. Did you see how much that damn thing went for? Uh, not ultimately, no. Wow. <laughs> I never thought it would go. It's in the 2000s, I think, if not more. Oh, wow. It really went for a lot of money. We had uh, a, a friend of the show, Steve Jablonski, who's the, the composer. Has he written in yet and said which of us he likes more? I don't want to do that because I'm afraid of the that, answer. That's not. <laughs> this is a Steve. If you're listening, same with tell Greg us. Bone. I don't want. No, no. no. Go ahead and he say Zach, Steve. To me. I'm just, it won't hurt my feelings. Just assuming maybe he's uh, he's a fan of mine, but mm. no. So I, he was phenomenal. He donated that, and then he donated a Transformers album or CD or something to put on top of that. That was the biggest item of the entire thing. So thank you. Oh, more than the, that attack from Mars. Yeah, it, it flew past that. Flew past it. So thank you, Steve. That's and thank you, Michael Bay, for for signing that and doing custom messages and stuff. That's Steve. Can you give me the Event Horizon score? <laughs> I don't know if you worked on that or not. I wonder but. who did the Event Horizon score. Uh, but he showed up huge, and he's a he's a fellow pinhead. So. So we have him to thank for the the flip in the script. Some of a I, lot of I that heard that they did that. reach that very I felt very ambitious goal of twenty five thousand dollars. They sure did. Uh, with a special thank you, you know who you are out there for coming in and making a very very large and generous anonymous donation. Mm. So oh, so there was a there was a well. How do you know who they were, Zach? If they're anonymous. Well, they yeah, Zach. How do you know? They reached out to to get some help with how to go about doing it so ah interesting so, yeah. okay well yes thank you that's that's very generous an anonymous whale yeah <laughs> a, it's a lone cry we a can't s- identify <laughs> we can't identify what type of whale it is <laughs> a silent from its whale. cry <laughs> uh, that whale was awesome thank you thank you thank you man, man, did you see it was kind of surreal seeing all of the different the keith elwins the roger sharps the just a slew of creators and, and historical figures in pinball coming in and helping that cause coming together 
and uh, it, it was awesome. It was I, just unfortunately I could not watch watch a lot of it, so I, I'll I'll say what I did see. So I, I saw a part where where Scott and Josh with Loser Kids Pinball Podcast that were were really you know Josh was really trying to organize mm-hmm. this event yep. together. Uh, they were on with Steve Bowden from American Pinball, okay, and spent a lot of time actually talking about the pinball dictionary that Steve Bowden has hosted for years. Ooh. So I thought that was a really fun discussion That's a clever for idea. really really deep you know deep in the weeds pinheads would like. And then I also caught the tail end of when you and Mark Silk were talking. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And he was trying was to get you to do your Scooby-Doo voice, and you're all like, oh, shucks, was, I'm just so bashful. He was me, and yeah. Yeah, that was a good little shtick we had. So those were the parts I saw, and the uh, and I did not realize I saw the commercial after, for the for the Learning Solutions Yeah, Center. in between the- I didn't realize George thing. Fisher did that because with Don't Panic Flip. Freaking humble. That, that whole event could not have happened- Without George Fisher. Yes, well, I mean, I was going to switch away because they stopped and I'm like, oh, wow, wait, this commercial was like what I see with uh, mm-hmm. the Prevent Cancer Society and Doctors yeah, Without Borders yep. when when uh, when Games Done Quick and that Games Done Quick is a super professional thing. But the whole stream setup uh, was was incredible. It so really was. so uh, I'm going to give a special I'm going to give a special dentist shout out to George oh, Fisher. Whoa. I was I was extremely impressed with how well it looked. And how well it was managed from what parts I did see. So is it a gold star that you're giving? What do you, what would you get? Well, I I don't have any physical gold stars to send (laughs) because, you know, I wrap them in 24 karat gold foil and you can't touch them. (laughs) You can't touch them. You can't touch them. They're really just for toppers. Gilded. Gilded foil. Uh, So yeah, it was, it was a wonderful event and he did, he filmed, directed and produced that entire thing. And I, I was giving him credit uh, just as a friend. I was like, dude, oh my God, like you did that. And he was, he focused on the stuff. He's like, well, the audio levels weren't that great because uh, the children were loud, but that's part of the protagonist. It's, it's wonderful, but I, it was hard to really isolate that. Audio. I'm like, dude, no, what are you worried about? This is fantastic. Do you think Steve could get me George, George's score from the commercial? Jablonski can do anything. Okay. Have you not heard his work? I mean, it will bring tears to your eyes. I have seen Transformers, so I'm I'm sure I've I'm sure I've heard his work. Everybody, go listen to the uh, the piece called Tessa. Mm. And that was, I mean, overall, that was Chicago Pinball Expo. My uh, own selfish shout outs. I wanted to give a shout out to Haley and Dan uh, Rosenstein. Boy, oh boy, making making my heart flutter. Did you hear the story of the 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 dad and his daughter who came to Expo? with a picture book. Did you hear about this? No, I think I saw a photo of a picture book, but oh. that you posted, but I didn't know if that's related to this or if it was something else. Yeah. So Dan brought his daughter Haley to this event. I think they're from the West, uh, Northwest. And he created a picture book of all the, the, the people that he's accustomed to watching or listening to the creators, the George Gomez, the designers of the world, the coders of the world, the, the personalities, the, the Zach minis and Greg bones and Amanda Hamilton's of the, you know, streamers, podcasters, uh, video creators, such and such and such. So he created this little book, like you do like a Disney world and you go and get the little autograph. So it gave Haley something to do throughout the show. Like, you know, find this, person here and let's have them sign and she was a big pinball fan too so he did this and darned if they just didn't make my day because Haley came over and uh, wanted me to sign to sign the book where I was in and she even put Nicole in which is awesome and uh, so it was just a fun interaction with little Haley and Greg Bone wasn't there so I was like oh did you oh, like that Greg he never does anything oh, 
I asked because she had a, a spread of Greg and I, and I said, or you probably like Greg more than me. And she gave me the look, the little shit. She gave me the look as if she did. So you know what I did, Dennis? What? I said, well, sweetheart, he's not going to be able to sign your book because he's not here. <gasps> Does that mean? To you broke her little heart, Haley. And then I oh. proceeded to make her giggle and snicker as I then took Greg Bone's picture, drawing a mustache and black eyes. Oh, and Black no. tears. No. Yeah, missing teeth. No, not mm -hmm. his teeth. His teeth. Mm. Yeah. I was appropriate, though. Didn't want to mess up Loyalist's book, but so she got a kick out of that. And then Amanda Hamilton kept, boy, look at the first picture in the book. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I was like, look, young gun, um, <laughs> you got a quarter of a picture and I got a full two page spread. So sit down. Sit down. Was it the picture of you in your Jurassic Park uh, Ian pose? <laughs> no, it wasn't. That would have been awesome. No, it was, it was, me and Greg got the, the center fold. So oh. it was awesome. And also want to shout out to the Sharp Family Singers. I met new friends, Dennis. Mm. And they came up and uh, the Sharp Family Singers were a, a group on, on the TikToks and the Facebooks and the YouTubes. And they're viral. Like they're... They're huge. They make tons of gobs of money because they're uber talented. They've been America's Got Talent and all that crap. But uh, they're big pinball people, the whole family. Even mom's a big pinball person. There's just dad and son that were there, and they were awesome, beautiful-looking people. He played in, like, Les Mis on Broadway and stuff. Phenomenal talented people. But shout-out to the mom, who's apparently a huge Zach fan. So they came up and... They're into pinball. They're fresh into pinball, but they have a ton of machines, and we had fun. And uh, my family now watches their family's videos and stuff. So you got to go check out Sharp Family Singers. Wow. We got something planned that we're going to be doing some video stuff with them in the future. And wow, I just lovely, lovely people. The Sharp that's, Family. That's singers. neat. That's yeah. really neat. Sharp Family Mom, right into the pinball network at gmail.com <laughs> and say if you prefer Dennis or Zach. No, no, no. Oh. You can say Zach. It won't hurt my feelings. We're, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep mining for ore here though until we find something. We're gonna find. Well, ask for Dwight Sullivan. I've invested so much in time into our friendship, and he still prefers you. What? No, I don't. I don't. Dwight, right into no, the he does. pinball network, and, he and, and tells tell Zach me. that you actually like Zach no, better because no. he needs that. I do need it because he told he told me at the expo thing. I'm like, you're still a dentist thing over me, right? And he was like, Zach, you don't. You, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm your friend, but why, why would I, I lie? I can imagine him saying this. There's no reason to lie. Like, Dennis is just something special. And I'm like, oh. uh, Flipping out booth helpers, thank you so much. Each and every one of you guys that helped set up and break down because I felt like a schmuck. I couldn't lift anything because of the back thing. So I tried, and then people would be like, ah, stop it. Can't do that. And the biggest shout-out to Nicole for – well, she's like a thing with the flipping out and she, well, she sends everything out. She's a huge part of flipping I'm, out. I like, think sometimes but, people think that you say this, like she's only like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, like we a own token it and part of it. Yeah. 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 And that's, but no, like everything. Cause Zach sends me stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm, like yeah. everything from flipping out is sent by Nicole. It goes through her. Every, pro every product ever. It, it goes through. Nicole her. is the only reason why I have my t-shirt money. <laughs> you did. Yes. Yes. You I, did get it. Money. I did get it. So yeah. I, beep boop, beep boop. Thanks you. Big shout out to her because <laughs> she, I couldn't do anything, but she could do things and she was directing people and helping people and 
a lot of people would come up to her and talk to her over me, which is new and I'm good with that, I guess. Well, she is very pleasant. She was. It was the cutest thing in the world. I look over and I see her and Craig Bobby playing Big Buck Hunter together and like laughing and having the the best old time. And I had to go take a picture of them too because I'm like, these two are so precious. Oh, yeah. She was having a lot of a lot of fun and she's like into it, wow. which is weird for me. To Nicole, right into the pinball network oh, at no. gmail.com and say you prefer Zach or Craig. Oh, oh. She does. She'd probably prefer both of you guys because she's frustrated with me. No, she's met me. I think she, <laughs> my, I probably worn it a little thin. Um, oh, really? She, says this, she was bummed. She was well, like, I'm, oh, I'm this great is in really small doses is, is how I would generally describe myself. I think that's fair. I'm, I'm good in small doses mm-hmm. uh, though. You know, she says this and I, if she hears it, I, she, this, which is fine. Um, it is a little odd because she's like the last time she's like, Dennis, you just remind me so much of my son. Yes. She, and I'm like, yeah. that's, I don't know how to take that. That's odd well, to me. It's one of the most important people in her life. So, and she likes that person better than me. So hmm. I take it positively, my friend, but I couldn't do anything. Well, if it makes her. her feel any better, I'm my mom's favorite too. Oh, oh, your poor <laughs> I'm just, sister. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, and my sisters will say, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't be mad. Don't she, be mad. She won't listen to this episode. Don't blame. Don't blame mom. <laughs> don't blame mom. Don't blame mom. She can't take it right now. There's too much and stress. Think about it. I mean, dad's got to have a favorite, so maybe by default. <laughs> 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 All right. So that was that was my thank you. Oh, thank you to the medical staff uh, at our booth uh, who embarrassed the hell out of me. Of course, Amanda Hamilton's a freaking uh, this uh, behind profanities, and then we got Scott Larson's freaking anesthesiologist and. Nicole, she had to freaking tell him that it was my, my sight wound was swollen a little bit from the drive and it was, oh. it was getting a little weird looking. Mm-hmm. So of course she told Amanda and then Amanda was like, asked for a consult with Scott. My back was being shown in the center of a public play. I'm like, guys, this is bad. I don't want you guys looking at my wound, please. I didn't tell him to fuck off, but it's like, time and place and they were like shut up we gotta make mm-hmm. sure you're nope. okay they don't they don't they they hear that whole i'm fine too much they yeah. there's no those medical people have zero tolerance so for she that. took a sharpie and, and put it around my swelling area we're gonna check with you tomorrow and if this is and then scott larson's yep. sending pictures to random stranger neurosurgeons mm-hmm. he knows and i'm like i love you guys but this is embarrassing and when i looked in the mirror because she circled around the wound it looked like a big old butthole so <laughs> I had a butthole in my back all week, but thank you guys. I think it's about it. I mean, the Dutch pinball's got some new big Lebowski code. We can talk about. Yeah. The they future. finished the wizard mode. The physic. Yeah. Version 1.00. It's done. The dude abides now. And of course this dude already sold his machine. So that sucks. Spooky pinball, a lot of chatter about spooky releasing a game possibly this year. I was other in- than the TNA 2.0. Other than the TNA 2. Okay, because I hadn't heard any rumors on this. Interesting. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had a couple people coming up to me. Hey, man, I've been, been talking to people. And I think we might see the, a, another game this year. They're about done with all the other stuff. So, uh, awesome. Same with CGC. Um, same with, oh, last one. There's a big old nugget here before we drop Oh, the I bomb. love Chicky Nuggies. Uh, 2022 Twippies are coming, right? Right. And right, yeah. I saw a post, Jeff. Teolis was saying that he was asked to host, and he, which he was grateful for, but he turned him down and stuff. But I 
because it's my baby, it's my child, it's my oh love. my god, I won't, let it I won't go. do it. I let fucking it can't let it go. I'm still bitter let and sad. Um, so I reached out and I wanted more info about this because I'm like, what is going on here? What is going? So come to find out, Jeff Patterson, one of the original co-creators of the Twippies, is out. He's he's he will not be a part of this year's Twippies for the first time in the show's existence. Hmm. That is, I hadn't heard. Okay. Well. Interesting. Yeah. So, and uh, Jeff and I are good speaking terms, and I, I spoke with him a little bit about it. And it's not like he was like, "Oh, don't tell him or anything." He's just he's like, "Yeah, lately he's kind of been out of pinball and a lot of work responsibilities." And he just said he doesn't even he's not even on the committee, the committee. He's not hmm. doesn't have any part. Well, of you know, any of again, it. Uh, and for those that didn't know, because again, it's like the sausage making. Uh, you know, with the pinball industry awards, you didn't do the committee this last year. Yep. You were, you, we, we, you were willing to host and Mm -hmm. we had you and Greg host, but you weren't a part of the planning. So, I mean, it's not unheard of is what I'm, is what I'm saying. So, okay. And then we came in yeah, but so he's not, he's not going to be any a part of it. He's, he didn't go to expo. He said, I don't think he's going to TPF. He doesn't run this week in pinball anymore. I heard, heard Will uh, was doing the post now for this week. So I, I suppose that Willow Wedding is going to be running this year's Twippies Hmm. and I'm assuming that they they have a committee. so. So. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. So that probably, but I mean, when you, if you didn't know, Zach, when you didn't participate on the, on the committee, well, it sucked because I had to do a ton more work, <laughs> um, but we did have a team. So we had a team and yeah, you guys kicked ass doing that, uh, doing that. And I just, I think the only reason you hosted that though, was you heard all of our ideas that we were talking about and you were <laughs> like, oh my God, this is going to be like a third grade. Th- I should have just turned it all over to George Fisher. Yeah. Because he was on the committee. And after seeing what he did with flipping the script, I was like, oh, it would have yeah. been fine. He, yes, he'd been, he <sighs> but been no, fine. Zach came in. It's like, you guys want me and Greg. We can, you know, we can do it. But it's on our terms. We construct the entire show. Yeah, and it's like, I you know what? Absolutely. Full creative control signed. <laughs> we'll sign all the disclaimers. <laughs> just get us out. We're going to do like webcam stuff. And it was like, <laughs> and Zach, I could just, I could feel his blood pressure rising. So I hope that I hope that these changes have have yeah. helped lower Jeff's blood pressure. I'm not going to homebrew you. Yeah, I was terrified what you were about to do to that thing. So yeah, I you know <laughs> I jumped in, and I'm this terrifies me as well with Jeff Patterson being out. I'm not going to lie because although I am not by my choice, but I'm not part of the Twippies, it's still part of me and terrifies me each and every year, especially after whatever the hell that was last year. Oh, wait, they they got to be doing something. Uh, well, obviously, that's why I'm sure Jeff Teolis was contacted. Is and I think they, did you know this? I, I don't I think, think they said last year that they were cha- they weren't going to do the same hosts. So. I come to that we were talking about it. Greg and I were talking about it, and because he was a co-creator as well, I I I don't think he ever reported this publicly. They reached out to Greg Bone to co-host with a moto, I believe, two years ago. Hmm. Okay. And he he turned it down. Well, um, everyone does like Greg Moore, so I know. This is so fit. yeah. It does fit. Stab in the okay, back, well, interesting. <laughs> he just said he couldn't do it without me, so it was nice. Mm. It was nice. I was like, oh, that was, that was nice of him. Fucking Greg Bone. I'd have just done it. Man, oh, man, woman, oh, woman, and girl, oh, girl, and boy, oh, boy! My voice is gone. Pinball Expo took it out of me. Pinball Expo's big this year. The Mando Topper Stern brought some heat this year. Other manufacturers, newcomers, they were huge. But they all pale in comparison. At least 20, 30 people at this expo had to come up 
and sing their praises for one podcast segment and one podcast segment alone. Ladies and gentlemen, with a shit voice, it's Pinball Market Trends. How many of you came up and said, bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Or, you know what? I was able to replicate the screaming goat once, and I think that's why my voice is now jacked up. (laughs) A lot of you patted me on the back and said, you're right, numbers don't lie. Many of you said, it's true. You only report the facts. Hell, even I was able to hang out with Chris Franchi. and, And while he didn't admit that pinball market trends is superior than any segment he's ever done on his most super awesome pinball show. Even he would probably say that, uh, he loves him some GTF, but also some, some Zach side note. Like I, I saw him and, uh, I came up to his backside, gave him a little tickle, random tickle. Giddy, 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 giddy. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I don't know how amused he was. And later we were bullshitting and hanging out and having fun. And I was like, what do you think about that random thing? He was like, would have probably been the weirdest damn thing ever if it wasn't from you. <laughs> he and I brainstormed some ideas for an exorcist pinball machine that uh, would be fantastic. Wouldn't it be awesome? Well, we got a lot to get to trending up this week. I've got to do it. It's Stern Pinball's Mandalorian Topper. Dwight Sullivan, you did it, big man. Mando Topper is a certified hit. In the last three days, I've received just as many emails about the availability of the first-run Mando Topper as I have emails about Godzilla Premium, and that should tell you a lot. Wait more than a year to release a topper, prevent it from being a limited run, price it at $2,000, and many of you want so bad for this to be trending down, but listener, I'm not going to homebrew you. Numbers don't lie. I only report the facts, and the facts is that the Mando topper just flew past the galactic tanks. GTF hype was so September. The season of Pepper's Ghost begins. Pull out that Beskar and buy yourself a cardigan. Because as the pumpkin spice flows, so too do, so too do, so too do the extra features that come from this topper. Holograms and dedicated mini wizard modes and progressive foundry overload. This topper's got it. Even if you don't have a Mando game, I know you want it. Also training up this week, again, I've got to do it. Game recognizes game in this week's Pinball Market Trends, and that's George Fisher. The guy's a saint. Without George Fisher, that flipping the script, I'm just going to say it, that uh, fundraiser event wouldn't have happened. He made the in-between featurette promo video at Learning Solutions. He ran the entirety of the stream. Yeah, he and a special shout out to his partner slash girlfriend, Danelle, but those two were incredible, incredibly important. He produced the stream. He directed the stream. He organized the interview segments, and he did so with no need for recognition. He did so with not one complaint. I did not hear one complaint. I did not see one eye roll. He was humble. He is not only one of the largest streaming assets in our industry, he is one of the most critical and needed members of this industry. He reached another level with me, and I'm forever grateful for his time, his eye, and his dedication. Also trending up this week is my Deadpool LE pinball machine. I put a price tag on that thing at Expo, y'all, and uh, by the end of the show, I wasn't going to sell it. 
I'm not really, like, I don't get really starstruck over celebrities and stuff, especially like pinball celebrities. Like, what? Like, you design a machine, you code a machine. Like, I'd rather be a great friend of yours and collaborate and, and talk about our love than fanboying out over you. I just really don't care that much. But it was surreal seeing some of the most respected people in this industry do that flipping the script interview and then proceed to walk around into the flipping out booth to play my Deadpool LE that held up like a tank, you know, training up because that damn thing, my homie, Gomi George Gomez, dude, game held up like a tank. Talk about galactic. T that is the galactic tank that I think is one hell of a force to be reckoned with. And then pull the glass on that damn thing. Once. It was a beast, but back to the story. It was freaking surreal looking over and seeing Keith Elfin playing that game and she's seeing it all in the most haphazard, like, oh shucks, whatever, casual way possible. To see Roger Sharp jamming out on Deadpool in his most iconic stance and ferocity. Eric Minier playing that game. I don't think I can get rid of this game. So that Deadpool Ellie, she was the belle of the ball and... Based on the note description on the head of that game, she was Greg Bones' mom approved. But everything can't be applesauce and brand new kicks. It, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't even know what that means. Who doesn't love applesauce though, right? I eat, oh my gosh, best combo ever. Not necessarily mixed together, but in a tandem as a two little mini courses there. Uh, applesauce. Preferably one all-natural, organic, no sugar. I don't need any of that. You can add a dash of cinnamon if you want to, but applesauce and macaroni and cheese. I, I don't know why, but it works so well. It's like a little meal. Don't mix it. You get a really cold and a, and a really hot, but mm, applesauce. And new kicks. Who doesn't love new kicks? But anyway, trending down this week is not applesauce. No, <laughs> sure as hell isn't new kicks. It's electricity. <laughs> You heard us talking about it. Rob Burke, Dave Fix, come on. We got to figure out something with, you're going to charge me for electricity where no other pinball conventions charge for electricity as a subcharge. Do me a solid and at least integrate that cost into the booth. So I just think it's a crazy booth price more so than electricity. What's next? You're going to charge me for the concrete that I'm walking on? Maybe the air that surrounds the area. No. Last year was the internet. This year it's the electricity. We're getting close, guys, but damn, that was a punch in the stomach. All straining down this week is one of you son of a bitches out there with sticky fingers. You know who you are. Sadly, there was someone or some ones that may have picked up some of the autism charity auction items for themselves you know flipping the script booth was breaking down flipping out was breaking down a couple items went missing we had cause brian cosner i think he had a, a hat or something else he had a couple things of his own personal items those were gone too so turning down this week who's, who's gonna steal shit from a from a pinball convention it happened at expo a handful of years ago i remember franchi had some shit jacked come on people you know what sticky fingers are? They're tacky. Let's end PMT on a, on a brighter note. For those of you who attended the expo, special shout out to the poor men. The poor man's pinball podcast. They got a tribe that's 
weird and cultish and they carry around coins because they're also part of a local AA chapter so they get their coins. You had a lot of weird people in that group but what they did for their booth was maybe the best brand integration of that whole show. It was a it was a flea market. It was a, a highway vegetable stand. It was dirty. It was it was strange, but it was poor men's. And I loved it so much. Let's be honest. I can't trend it up. <laughs> no, no. Uh, there's no way to trend that damn thing up, that that booth, that whatever the hell that was. I so I they set up a Drew set up a canopy, like those pop up ten things. Is a ten by ten. So he set up the canopy. <laughs> it was just so fucking poor, man. So I asked him, I said, uh it didn't he didn't put the uh the top on it yet. It was just a like a an accordion, you know, the pop up tent metal canopy, but he didn't have the cover on it. And I said, Do you need help like getting the cover on it? Or like what? And he's like he looked at me with a straight face and he was like, I didn't I didn't plan on putting it on there. Because it's not rainy. <laughs> he, was, he was just, yeah, oh my God, he was just using it to hang like <laughs> a couple banners from. It was like, <laughs> like the banners like wrinkled and zip tied. Just looked like shit. Oh my God, they were selling shit that. that People wouldn't, that people couldn't give away. There were some real treasures in there, though. They had a whole table full of booze that they were drinking on. That Lord knows, I, I have no clue how they didn't get in trouble for, but it truly was a highlight. And they were, of the Vol Expo, they were the funnest to party with. I partied with so many of the, the poor men's tribe and their fearless leader, Drew, uh, with, a, with a cameo by Ian. They don't need any more promotion, but damn it, they nailed their booth and brought a lot of fun to the expo. But there wasn't a f more fun, proud, beautiful group of people than the tribesmen and women that were that were hanging out and partying. I shared more laughs and 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 laughing tears in that area than probably any other expo experience. So I'll never be part of the tribe. Thank God. But that doesn't mean I won't support the hell out of everything that they're doing. What a group. No deals of the week this week. No WTFs. And we're closing out the pinball bounty on Dolly Parton. At the moment, I tentatively have a, ooh, 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 gives me the downstairs tinglies. Uh, how nicely restored. I have a lead on one that's coming my way. So we're in the shipping process. Once. Heading here, so no need for a Dolly Parton. Thank all of you for looking out for me for that one. And I think next week we may be announcing a new pinball bounty. Amy like bounty. And as always, peoples, I'm just here reporting the facts because numbers don't lie on the largest pinball podcast in the world and its sexy little bastard child segment, Pinball Market Trends. <laughs> Dennis, where can people catch you, man? They can always reach out to eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com or go to facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. Use the messenger tool and those I check regularly. Patreon people sign up. 
Well, we don't have a Patreon. You can sign up for the EGP Patreon. I, I have new ones. I always thank them by first name or handle uh, at the start of the episodes. And Tony and I are trying to generate more stuff for, for just Ooh. the Patreon folks. You no, know, no promises. There's going to be a new baby's first chair at the start of April. I'm a Patreon follower and a subscriber. And I got a nice little, nice little nugget that you sent this weekend mm-hmm. to I- your, your patrons. Yeah, some of the stuff I think, you know, it's like, I'll just drop nuggies. I'll just drop uh-huh. my cheeky nuggies on the Patreon. It's just easier. Oh, it's good stuff. I'm glad I'm a patron. So definitely go become a Patreon because not only are you getting cool stuff exclusive from EGP, but you're supporting them and all the work that they've put in for year after year after year. So definitely do that. Dennis and I are still talking about whether or not we're going to dip our TPS toe into the above ground pool of Patreon. So we'll see. Bing. We'll see. You can reach out to me at the pinball network at gmail.com. Please go over. You guys showed so much love in person at the expo for straight down the middle of video series on YouTube, uh, covering pinball and all things fun. Please make sure you're following, liking, subscribing to social medias. We are entering another phase on flipping out and straight down the middle on, on social media. We're getting ready to start launching that in the coming months. Uh, so be following now on the social medias, even the, the TikToks and the in the Instas. Speaking of flipping out, pinball product showcase this week is a Mandalorian topper. Order yours and bye 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 now. Bye bye bye. James Bond 007 Pro and Premium pre-orders still taking a list for that, as well as a list for the limited edition 60th anniversary James Bond by Keith Elwin. No info came from Expo about that, to my knowledge. And George Gomez still hyping it up. I still think oh, we're talking with some buddies. I'm still guessing about 25k is what these things are going to come in at. But we'll have to wait and see. Remember that flipping out pinball vault, pending sale, Elvira number 40, 40th anniversary, tentatively leaving this week. It's gone. About a week or so ago, we did add the Black Knight Sword of Rage limited edition vinyl record. So go check that out. Also, just then, uh, this week, we got a Halloween pre-owned that we're going to sell cheap. We got a Rick and Morty with the butter cap. Oh, that one's going to go quick. People are going to want that. We also got in an Ultraman new in box that we're going to sell cheap. And what else did we? Oh, Toy Story 4, Ellie in stock. Cactus Canyon remake, Essie in stock. Rush Pro Premium in stock. Star Wars Pro Premium in stock. Oktoberfest in stock. Mandalorian Pro and Premium in stock. Talk about a game that's going to start selling more. Mandalorian right now because of that topper. TMNT Pro and Premium coming this month with the last run. We've got spots available. GNR LE, both new and used at Flipping Out Pinball. We're taking Queen pre-orders still. It's a dark horse there, people. A lot of accessories, a lot of toppers, CGC shakers, banners, Escaleras. We've got a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of inventory. Help us help you get what you're looking for next at flip the letter in out pinball.com or email me at Zach Z A C H at flipping out pinball.com or you can text me at 812 457 9711. TPN last week, just another pinball podcast, episode 34. What to expect at Expo uh, with Josh Roop. That one's not going to age well. Silverball Chronicles, episode 26, The Architect, George Gomez, part two. That one will age nicely. Pinball Party Podcast, episode eight years ago. I think Jason's still on vacation, but he got a lot of compliments this last week about adding the pinball party. Last week also was that Flipping the Script charity stream. You guys can find that on YouTube, the video on demand. That was a ton of fun. Mark Silk and I just bring in the gold. Go watch that as well as Roger Sharp, Keith Elwin, Eric Mint. There's so many people on that. So much fun. Go tune into that. Also, this week at TPN, I, everyone's recovering. I don't know what we're going to bring you, but we'll keep it coming. 
each and every day on the industry-leading media provider, the Pinball Network. Before we fade out, I do want to give my dedicated thoughts, prayers uh, to Kerry Hardy, who lost his younger brother um, a week or so ago and still found the strength to, to come to Expo and hang out uh, and provide a smile for all of his followers. I know that was probably damn near impossible to do. I couldn't imagine losing my brother. So, um, so Kerry, we're thinking about you, bud. And no words can, can help or anything, but just know a lot of people love you and and we're here if you, it's no bullshit, if you ever need. For Dennis Creasel, I'm Zach Manning. And folks, because so many of you try, if you want me to go to Expo, there are, there are certain <laughs> rules that have to be met, okay? Because, oh my gosh, people were messaging me. So, first of all, I have to have a hotel room on site, and I don't and I don't jump through hoops for it, okay? Easy enough, okay. <laughs> it needs to be arranged. All right, so that's rule number one. Rule number two of this year, I need to see oh, that no. the actual free play area was respectably populated. Okay. By doing, and I don't want official photos. I need this stern style. You need to go in 720p video, take screen grabs, and send them to me. Ooh. We call that the Mando effect. <laughs> And then I might still say no, because I don't want want to drive. Uh, And always practice safe pinball and homebrew up. Yay. Everybody's raging about (laughs) that piece of shit game. Oh, it was so bad. I'm like, no, couldn't pay me to play this turd. Uh, I played it, but it was bad.